This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning to you on this vibrantly wonderful Tuesday. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you listening on CBS Sports Radio with your amazing affiliate wherever you're hanging out, letting us come into your world on the Odyssey app. WriterThanYou.com if you're streaming there. However you're hanging out. Sirius XM 158. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Uh, we have more stuff if you want to connect. Phone number, just for you. We made it specially for you. There wasn't a number. We thought about you. We came up with it. 855-212-4CBS. Twitter accounts, plural, to reach out and hang out. At CBS. that's executive producer, Thomas, pretty daddy, DeCelestino, fan favorite, and Andrew Bogish. Or me, who's apparently unfair to the Eagles at Sports Writer. I might be, though. Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. I have an existential crisis that I'm going to ask the guys about later in the show. About 15 or 20 minutes. It involves airplanes. And me, I think, being stupid. But we're going to find out. Or just a bad person accidentally. We'll get into it. I've got a major bone to pick with you, Tom. It's coming, bro. Don't even don't even try to. We're not even talking about now. I like your shirt. You're wearing aqua. You're Aquaman today. You're Aquaman. Did you swim to work in the in the river? What's going on? No, I'm not a strong swimmer. I know that surprises you. Um, I just thought it was like a light blue, but you're probably right. This this is I like aqua. It. I like the primary colors, and I have a primarily uh, specific thing to to get at you over. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a bone, a bone to pick clean with with you, Tom. But good morning to you as well. You know what it's about. You know you're wrong. So just sit back and and wait. No, we'll do it in 20 minutes. We'll I'm trying to figure out how I can deny 20 it. 20 minutes. It's gonna be really hard though. Hey, hey, Aquaman, just hold off, superhero. We'll do it in 20 minutes. My goodness. I think I think the Chiefs believe Joe Burrow is more respectful to Arrowhead than I think Diesel is to me. We'll get into Joe Burrow. Burrowhead, and I think a guy who gets rivalry. Yeah, he's an actual superhero, Aquaman. Oh, man, you stepped in it. Uh, Ty Dunn's going to be on the show. I'm very excited to visit with one of our favorite NFL guests uh, in about an hour. Buy or sell, as we always do, with Aquaman over here, is coming up about an hour and 20 minutes from now. And we haven't spent enough time on LeBron James, inevitable but obviously quite significant pursuit of the all-time scoring mark in the NBA. We'll pass Kareem. Depending on how often he plays in the next, you know, three, four, five, six games, somewhere, somewhere in that range, uh, we'll hit that throughout the show. The San Francisco 49ers cannot win, even in losing, or even in losing, they lose more. Even in that 
brutal 31-7 heartbreaking defeat to the Eagles. Just a game they couldn't compete in because they literally did not have a quarterback once Josh Johnson went down in concussion protocols because their starter, Brock Purdy, who had been, what, 7-1 and one as a starter, including the playoffs, but was the third stringer to start the year with that elbow injury. And when you make yourself vulnerable to terrible fate, when something you, you, you covet, right, something you, you, you've desired your whole life is in front of you, and you lose it through no fault of your own, you can make serious mistakes. You can be so knocked off balance, you, you commit a serious error in judgment. And so I say to the Niners as a public service announcement, as someone who is not a Niners fan but respects the hell out of what Kyle Shanahan has built and who is processing like the Niners, but I'm doing it in a less emotional way, me and Aquaman over here, not quite as um, not quite as probably off balance from the news, that not only did obviously the Niners lose that game, Brock Purdy suffered a torn UCL in his throwing elbow, which is a bunch of, bunch of fancy jargon for right around seven months off away from the game, probably surgery. That is what the Niners are reportedly recommending to him, though he will, of course, you always do this, get a second opinion. Hell of a tough guy, man, to go back out there with a torn UCL in your throwing, in your throwing elbow and try to gut it out. And the Niners are reportedly, possibly, speculatively interested in And as a result of all this confusion and the injuries and the uncertainty, remember, you had Trey Lance as the starter. He gets injured. He should be healthy next year. You had Jimmy G step in. He, what, did he break his foot? I can't even keep track of the injuries. He's a free agent. He'll be overpaid, I would imagine, somewhere else. They turn to Brock Purdy, their last pick, the last pick, everybody's last pick, in this past NFL draft, Mr. Irrelevant. And not only does he step in, he is really, really impressive. And some of that, of course, is because this is a Niners team that is built to win right now. Defensively, offensively, their weapons, they are a Super Bowl contending team, and they just need a QB. And I'm sure somewhere Kyle Shanahan is figuratively and maybe literally, I don't know his habits under stress, pulling his hair out. Because Purdy was so good in that circumstance. And give Purdy credit, too. And now there's uncertainty about him. And this is where mistakes happen. So I say this again as a public service announcement to the, to the 49ers. Don't go, get, don't go get Tom Brady. Not if... I can't believe the 180 I'm doing here with with Aquaman. But things have changed a little bit, Aquaman. I'm a little mad at Tom. I mean, I love Tom, but but Tom stepped in this morning. Not if it requires you to move on from Trey Lance and and Brock Purdy. This is the, the weird quarterback purgatory that the Niners find themselves in. They have everything that is required to win. They already competed close to, to be a competitor for a Super Bowl other than a quarterback. And I said yesterday, half-joking, so I'm not actually taking shots at Kyle Shanahan's character, although it did cross my mind, what kind of weird karma does Shanahan have in a football sense that this is happening? And I understand where you would look at Tom Brady, and the Niners are his hometown team, if you go all the way back to where he's from. And you look at the fact that I can't imagine Brady wants to be a, a, a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And you look at a place where Brady could have a single year and accept that and have a backup. And presumably, portably, the Niners would, would choose Purdy and some of the speculation out there. One of the reports is they would then trade Trey Lance, maybe to the Titans. That was one of the places that were targeted as a move for him. 
and it would be a Brady starting quarterback situation, a Brock Purdy coming off this UCL UCL tear, getting back around training camp or maybe later. It's obviously the timeline is fuzzy, but in that range as a backup. And who knows who the third stringer is, but it could be significant based on what happened this year. And Trey Lance would move on. Don't do it. Don't do it. And, and, and here's the reason. It's funny because we had this argument on the show. We made fun of D-Cell, um, I guess, a year ago. Like, you would bring in, you would reject Tom Brady over Trey Lance. And he said yes, and we made fun of him a lot. And now I'm making the exact same argument a year later. Because a year later, Tom Brady looks 10 years older. And a year later, I don't have to speculate whether or not there's a young quarterback on the Niners team who's good enough to take them all the way. They have that in Brock Purdy. And so for me, based on what we know about the ability and the necessity and the need to control young quarterbacks at a very, very cheap price, to, to, to build and have a championship-level roster and window while your quarterback is on basically low wages, which Lance is to a degree, number three overall pick, if I remember that right, and which Purdy is certainly where he was drafted, you don't need to go get Tom Brady, whatever amount of money he wants to take. You know Brock Purdy is good enough, and I don't know. The whole world knows what Purdy can do. And you can make the argument, it's a product of the Shanahan system, maybe. You can make the argument, I mean, he's got so many weapons. He's got you know one of the two best tight ends in football in George Kittle. He's got... And Christian McCaffrey, a ridiculous, ridiculous, multifaceted weapon. He's got a really good running game. He's got a pretty good offensive line. He's got a bunch of receivers. I mean, it's a really good situation. Yep, you you can make the argument that he basically stepped into a system and executed it. He's not a superstar. Whatever, man. The guy went 7-1. That's all you need to be able to do. And I don't know what Trey Lance is, but they, the Niners, certainly believe he has tons of upside. Those two guys, a healthy Trey Lance, a coming back from injury, and presumably at the time, Healthy Brock Purdy is enough. I think Tom Brady is an all-timer, obviously. I mean, this is me saying the obvious. And I also think I also think water is wet. So I'm glad I was able to share those two statements with you. But, I mean, obviously, Brady's the best quarterback in the history of the game. And there's a chance, there's a chance that Brady still has a, a level of greatness in him to execute a really high-level season. But as much as you say that you can bring in Tom Brady and if it doesn't work out, bench him, it's not true. You can't bring Brady in and find out that he's actually 60 years old in NFL terms and bench him or bench him without any drama, without inflicting any kind of emotional, I'm being serious here, duress and whoever's behind him. If you bring in Tom Brady and he doesn't work out, not only are you going to ruin the season, you run the risk of ruining whatever backup quarterback you retained and you only have one of them because one of them's going to go somewhere else. Don't do it. You can win with Brock Purdy now, the injury notwithstanding. And maybe you can win even more with Trey Lance. He hasn't gotten a chance to show what he can do. And at the risk of undercutting how great Brock Purdy has been, and I'm not trying to take anything away from that guy, but if Brock Purdy, as the last pick in the last NFL draft, can go 7-1 and with this team, which he did, then it's certainly reasonable, I think this is a transitive property Andrew Bogus tried to tell us about, that Trey Lance, the number three overall pick, can be even more impressive. And if Trey Lance isn't, then you give the job to Purdy. And if Purdy's recovery from his UCL, UCL tear and his throwing elbow, which again, just such bad luck and so brutal, delays him a little bit from July to August or September, and he's just not quite right, then you have Trey Lance, who has a leg up in that competition. 
The time to bring Brady in was, was a year or two ago. It was. It isn't now. Not because we think Trey Lance can be more effective, but because we know Brock Purdy can be. Brock Purdy is the thing for me that allows you, if you're the Niners, not to panic and not to make a mistake and not to bring in a quarterback who's incredible but going to be 46, 47. I can't even keep track of the guy's age. Don't do it. Don't do it. Aaron Rodgers is, has more talent in the tank, but he's a diva and a drama king. He is. He is. It's what he is. Let's just say it. And Tom Brady, I think, is a really good teammate and a great culture guy in your organization. But so was Joe Montana. And I saw him 10 years ago, and he wasn't able to play. I mean, just at a certain age, it doesn't work. So the Niners need to take a deep breath as they wallow in their self-righteous misery. And I get it. And you heard it from, from George Kittle yesterday. I'm not going to play it again. But him basically saying, how does it feel to lose a bleep in NFC Championship game without a quarterback? It's bleep and brutal. There's only one bleep in there, but I want to give you the double bleeps just to give you the, the, the feeling of it. The Niners keep getting bad news. It is raining fire on that organization, and it's news with quarterbacks day after day, month after month. It's unbelievable. There will be the opportunity and the temptation to go get Tom Brady and to allow him to step in. Don't do it. Don't do it even though he's on the Let's Go podcast on SiriusXM with Jim Gray not asking tough questions anymore because he kind of got a talking to from last week answering in a roundabout way, but maybe talking about himself, the difficulties of injuries and winning the whole thing. Injuries play a role in every game, and and um, they, you know, your margin of error changes quite a bit. Obviously, San Fran had, you know, really no chance to compete yesterday. That was that was tough just to you know see that happen. But and at the same time, it's the reality of the sport. So uh, Philly deserved it. They had an incredible season. They played well on defense. You know, they forced you know that pass and and the injury to to Brock there on his on his wrist or his his uh, elbow. You know, it's a um, it's it's truly part of the sport. It's contact sport, and that's why it's a demolition derby, and that's why you know all these games are somewhat unpredictable. You know, you go to the Super Bowl, Patrick's had a sprained ankle, you know, <clears throat> Jalen's had a hurt shoulder. Anything can happen in the first quarter of the game, and of course, it's going to affect the outcome. So, you know, yesterday was just if you're relegated to handing the ball off down 28 points or whatever it was there in the fourth quarter, it's there's no chance of coming back at that point. You just heard Tom Brady tell you, injury is simply a part of the game. So is H. So is H. That guy is going to be an incredible, incredible broadcaster if he is committed to it. Go do that. Or do whatever you want. But the Niners didn't need Tom Brady this year. This year. To make a Super Bowl. They had a chance if they had an actual physical quarterback they could put on the field. They got two. One in Brock Purdy, we know can do it. And one in Trey Lance, they believe can be great because of where they drafted him. And that's the route they should go. All right, 855-212-4CBS. Tom, Diesel, are you ready? You ready to get into it? About a few minutes. (laughs) No. You ready? No, not at all. You know you deserve it. Um, (laughs) I'm coming for Tom. Come for Tom. That's what's happening next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, let's get the hard stuff out of the way here. Good morning, Andrew Bogish, my friend, my colleague. What's up? You and I are the same age, right? I'm almost 45. 45 in a couple of weeks, actually. Birthday coming up. Yeah, and no, I'll be 43 in a couple of weeks. Similar-ish. All right. And um, Aquaman over here, our colleague Aquaman, wearing the uh, primary colors, uh, we were discussing. So this is going to apply to you too, I think, Andrew. Okay. We were talking this morning. We were talking about a colleague, about a topic in which I, I suppose age is sort of significant. Let's say it was pickleball. It wasn't pickleball. To make it easy, let's say it was pickleball. And Tom goes, man, he's old for pickleball. I mean, he's even older than you. Oh. I don't think I oh. went that far. You did. I, I don't think I went that far Bro. and said those words. Hey. I don't think then you came out. Now, I was certainly thinking. No, you, you got to. You, <laughs> I, I, you I did. I think I fully said those words. And, you know, being old. Being ancient, um, thinking maybe my hearing had gone out, I said, "Did, did you just say? Did you just say that I'm an old man?" And Tom nervously goes, "No, this is uh, this is the second time in two weeks where you knew exactly where I was going, even though I don't think I said there. then you. I started to say it, and I it stopped was one of those. Myself. If it were a novel, it would be then why you know hyperdash." I stopped myself. Yahweh. <laughs> Older than Yahweh is where he was going. Uh, yeah, that, that... Not cool, man. Uh, yeah, that's exactly where I was going, though. Not cool, Aquaman. Yeah. Um, I don't consider 45 or 43 uh, old. Um, I did not choose my words uh, well when I was trying to form that question. Um, yeah, that's exactly where I went. I didn't mean it to be hurtful. Wow. wow. Right. I mean, just like you didn't mean to say that Justin Herbert was soft or that Trey Lance was better than Tom Brady. Like, I, I, we got to – there's a pattern <laughs> developing here, D-Cell. We, yeah. we got to work yeah. on this. I, I'm not great with words. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, to be fair, part of it's my fallacy. I, I always put us in the same age group based on our shared work experience, our time together, and your face. And so it's like a very – you know, it's a fair – I just assume that we yeah. are similar – 
in age. All right. No, I'm old. I'm old as bleep. It's okay. I'm just kidding with you. Um, you know what I is old though. You know, what, like is old and tired. The Cowboys' continued pursuit of mediocrity in the name of of excellence. Kellen Moore was the offensive coordinator, and would you guys would agree, highly regarded. It seemed highly regarded offensive coordinator of the Cowboys this past year for an offense that was very effective. You can't change the quarterback's ability to execute in big games, even if you're the offensive coordinator. Either they can or they can't do it. And it wasn't really the offense that was the, the primary issue. They fire Mr. Moore and other people, right? They cover for Mike McCarthy, who has not been widely celebrated on this show. Jerry Jones, owner, general manager, Cowboys decision maker, says he would like... Mr. Uh, McCarthy to be there for uh, as long as I've been alive, which I believe is infinity in uh, in Tom's years, and um, and the what is it, the next day Moore gets snapped up by the Chargers to be offensive coordinator. Remember, this is a Chargers team that has huge expectations for its offense with the aforementioned Justin Herbert, uh, who D. Selble thought was hamming up his injury and faking his rib injury and just playing it, playing it, playing it weak. I didn't, you know, I don't think most of us thought that. That was. It's Tommy's view. Uh, a team that's under massive pressure, Brandon Staley has to win, and that I think has legitimate expectations, reasonable expectations to be offensively and overall excellent next year. My point, guys, is what the Cowboys are 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 a, are a hot are a damn hot mess. They're a they're a hot mess, Tom. Kellen Moore getting scooped up in less than 24 hours is absolutely an indictment on Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy. I mean, if we flip the script, if if Jerry Jones went the opposite way and fired Mike McCarthy. Is he as desired on the open market as Kellen Moore was? Like, I think that tells you all you need to know. Like, what did Kellen Moore do wrong? Yes, Dak led the league in interceptions. I get that. Maybe some of that is on the play calling. I would think a lot of that is on Dak himself. I didn't watch every Cowboys game, but I watched. I hate watched. Hate watch isn't true. I just don't think Dak's very good. So I'm. A lot of those picks were Dak just making bad, bad throws. I don't think Kellen Moore was the problem here. I think Jerry, who I've been on the record as saying, I think Jerry Jones is great for the NFL. He's a great soundbite. I think Jerry is now officially, maybe this is long overdue. And too old? This. You think he's too old? No, that's, that's not what you're saying, I, Tom? That's not where I was going. All right. I think he is officially too infatuated with Mike McCarthy. And neither one of you will believe for a second the story that Kellen Moore wanted out too. I mean, look, I know his position that they parted ways. But to say that he was on the open I think market. That if, so- I think if you're the Cowboys, you fight for any coordinator who is in demand in that organization. And I think restarting with a new offensive coordinator with Dak Prescott lends itself to a more more likelihood of, of problems, it not working out, personality conflicts, just the vibe not working. No. No. I mean, I think, like, the number of assistants that went away was pretty clearly Mike McCarthy covering his own behind. I have a two-swear rule on the show, and I already used it earlier in the, in the show. Um, can I can I ask you guys a question? I want Well, I was going to say that I want an honest answer. I'm not sure I want it from, from um, you know, Father Time up there. He's on the top of the Skype. I, I, I have a bit of an existential worry. Can I give it to you guys a little bit here? Uh, I will answer after Bogus, after I, I have thoroughly, thoroughly chosen my words carefully. Why don't you maybe also right. text me what you want to say and what no, no, you, you mean, me. and I'll tell you if they line up correctly. That, that's pretty funny. <laughs> all right, so, all right, first world problems here. I travel a lot for the job, right, for the other job, covering the NBA for CBS Sports. 
and I do tend to get upgraded a lot because when you fly a ton of miles, they, they treat you well. So I sometimes get lay-down seats at planes, and, I, and I'm tired a lot. Put that all together, I sleep on planes, and I go out. I wear a sleep, sleeping mask. Like, I don't care. I go out. You know, airplanes are relatively quiet. I've been, I've been sleeping on airplanes for years now. Yesterday, my wife, I walk into, my wife and I are doing the dishes late at night. And she goes in to tuck Madeline and t- tuck in Maddie um, for, for bed. And I, I, it's been four minutes. And I walk in to, to also kiss my daughter goodnight, say goodnight. And my wife, Lori, is sleeping on my daughter's bed with Madeline sitting doing homework. And she's, like, got her face covered. And she's snoring like crazy, this crazy snoring sound. And I'm like, oh, my God, did your mom fall asleep? And Madeline's like, yeah. I'm like, no, really? She sounds like, she's quiet. And the snoring is, I mean, it's an earthquake. And I'm shocked. And it turns out they're playing a practical joke on me. As I make fun of Lori for snoring, it turns out she had taped me snoring the night before and was playing the video of it under the blanket pretending to be asleep. They got me. Wow. But here's my real concern because it was really grossly loud. Have I been snoring on airplanes for two years and just being that guy and not knowing it? Like waking up like, mm, I'll go use the laboratory and get myself a cocktail. Not knowing? How do you know it's only been two years, though? Like, this could be oh, God, a, a long-standing problem. Well, I've only been old for two years, Tom. That's when I crossed <laughs> your threshold. I don't know why. I just was like, I mean, funny. By the way, funny joke. Credit to my wife and yeah. daughter. Evil they got genius. Me. That's evil genius level there. Apparently it was my daughter's idea. I mean, I was just like, well oh, your mom looks like snoring. <laughs> She's so dumb. Oh, yeah. No, they got me. Well done by them. Well done. Yeah, that's my focus. I can't think about your plane <laughs> issue because I'm just really impressed. How do they, how do they know that you would come to the room? So, I mean, I, we're we're doing the dishes, and I, I'm sure it was one of those lawyers like, I'm gonna go tuck the kids in. And I was like, I'll be right behind you. Let me finish up whatever I'm okay. doing here, right? And I was like, I was thinking, I'm not to call my wife, and I'm the one that doesn't get any sleep. How did Lori fall asleep in my daughter's bed already? Like that's crazy. But she's snoring, so she must be sleeping. And now here's the next question: Has your wife mentioned this to you in the past? Like, hey, like you got a snoring problem? Like, I can't fall asleep next to you. No, no. I mean, occasionally she'll say, "Oh, you were snoring when you know last night." I'm like, "Oh, sorry." She's like, yeah, "That's fine." Like, that's kind of the. So I mean, I you know I just assumed I was doing normal. Everybody, you know, if Lori sleeps on her back, sometimes she'll she'll snore a little. I'll just nudge her and she'll roll over. I go back to bed. I didn't realize that I have a snoring problem. Right, no one sort of sees themselves that way, right? Snorers don't see themselves that way. I didn't know. Well, but maybe it depends on how you're sleeping, and the plane not being like a full-on bed keeps you from full-on snoring. Would it be weird the next time I go to sleep on a plane to just turn my camera video on and just let it? Although, how long will that go? That's your only choice. Can I ask the flight attendant? Like, hey, I just got to ask. No, no, you can't do that. Why not? You can't double down and be that guy. One, you can't be snoring on the way on the way out. Like, hey, th- thanks, thanks for flying on with us. Like, hey, on the way out. Like, just was I was I snoring? Yeah. She has a job to do. She can't be fixated on whether you're snoring or not. Trust me, if I'm snoring the on the plane the way that I was the other night, apparently on the video, the fixation is coming to everybody. It's right. not like she's it's not going to be a hard it. question. Man, Diso, you really are just against any human interaction. Absolutely, 100%. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anybody talking to me. Don't ask huh? me for directions. Don't ask the woman about her possible affair in Bill's neighborhood. Don't ask the flight attendant if I'm snoring while she's walking down the aisle. Like, everybody stay away from me. How did you meet your wife? Would you describe it as an accident? Like, what was... 
<laughs> did she just claim you somehow? Like, just took you and you... Are, was you, it half, a- are you half kidnapped? Like, what's happening? Uh, yes, I could see why you would think that. Right. Uh, no, we were actually mutually set up. So I only did half the work. Did she Wait, conquer me- you like, a, like an uncharted land? Did she somehow, like... <laughs> So she's attracted to guys who don't speak on first or second dates. <laughs> uh, yes, it would it would seem that way. <laughs> Wait, mutually set up as opposed to the normal where one person is set up, the other is forced at gunpoint to show up at the steakhouse. No, well, like her friend <laughs> reached her friend reached out to one of my friends, so like multiple people set us up. It wasn't just like we didn't have a mutual friend. I have set up multiple people who have gotten married. Multiple. I mean, like five or six or seven. It's crazy. But then, when, and I always took all the credit. But then when they got divorced, I tried to hide. It's few of them gotten divorced. Yeah. When you guys are fighting, do your, do your friends, like, like I'm not, I'm, does your wife call the friend and be like, thanks? No. No, <laughs> thanks. no. We don't fight at all. Never. Thanks. Never. We were at a restaurant and Tom wouldn't order because he said, quote, he had to talk to the guy. <laughs> I'm not going to ask him what's on the menu. <laughs> He should know I want my steak medium rare. <laughs> All right. That's so I'm old. Rough segment for me. Yeah, no, it's okay. The snoring kind of shocked me. It, re- it really kind of. I mean, at this point, isn't it more common people snore than don't snore? I've never heard any. I mean, I, 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 cause I've, I don't think I've ever heard anyone snore in an airplane. I don't think I've ever heard, heard it. I fly all the time. And I fly cross country a lot. So that's what, six hour flight. So, you know, you're getting some deep sleep on that on that thing. Have you guys heard anyone snore on a plane? Not that I remember. I've heard people Can you... snore on the railroad going home from work. No way. Yeah. On the train. Yeah. Train snoring. Sleeping. They're snoring. Are you allowed to, like, jostle and be like, hey, man, you, you know, you got to kind of. No, because it's the least offensive noise on the train these days. Between phone conversations, people watching videos without headphones, it's, it's ridiculous. People are watching videos without headphones? Yeah, and, like, I've done it, like, once or twice, like, not turned my, like, wireless headphones on, so, like, the whatever will start to play. And, like, immediately, I'm like, oh, my bad. But people right. do it because they think, like, this is a conscious decision to do this without headphones as if it's okay. This is why I don't talk to people. People are the no, worst. Those, people D- are the worst. No, no, no. Um, Diesel, those are your people. Like, the people who won't talk to their human beings are the ones who are just like, I'll just do it. I'm alone on this planet. I'll do whatever I need. But I'm not, I don't do that. I don't, I don't, like, try to draw attention to myself because then that's how people start talking to you. All right. If we're talking bad habits, if we're owning our own human frailty, some Eagles fans feel like I did the Eagles wrong. Let me just summarize my Eagles point again from the NFC Championship game. And you guys tell me if I did it wrong, if I'm wrong. I'm just saying I think the Niners would have competed in that football game. Could have won the game. I've seen teams get down a bunch of points. It's early in the game and Purdy, Purdy went out. Not saying it was just, I'm sure. I just think if Purdy's healthy, there's a chance the Niners win. And as good as the Eagles are, they didn't get fully tested in the NFC Championship game the way the Chiefs did. That's all I'm saying. Is that unfair, Mr. Bogish, who who took his flowers yesterday for taking the Eagles? It's not unfair, but I feel like it's not what you said yesterday. It's not what I said? Diesel, is that what I said? Uh, I think you were a little more edgy yesterday in saying okay. you still think the 49ers would have won the game. I do think they would have won the game, <laughs> which means they also would have competed. They're both true. Yeah, you've softened your stance 24 hours later. Look, you, you, you give me a time machine, 
Purdy's not going to get hurt at that exact moment, you give me like relatively fair odds. I'm taking the Niners. Right. So, I mean, and you guys pick them before Sunday. Right. Fair. But yesterday, it felt like you were saying, <laughs> based on the way the game was going, that they were going to win if Purdy had survived the game. I still think that. I, I think the game was, was okay, That's absolute... not what you just said, though. The game was wide ago. open. The <laughs> game was wide open still. And I think that they would have competed. And I think they would have pulled out, pulled out a close one. He's done nothing for you, Philadelphia. He's learned no lesson. All I'm saying right now, you're pulling a bit of a D-cell here. You're <laughs> oh, no, it's the worst D-cell. thing I can do. Yeah, it's a little D-cell-ish. All right. Apparently, we have a lot of Eagles fans who listen to the show. I like the old, I like the show and I like you, but you're a complete idiot. I, yeah, I understand. <laughs> it absolutely, it absolutely happens. Um, I like the, the aqua sweater today, Tom. It looks... It looks. It looks. I'm serious. It looks good, man. Does it make me look young? Yeah, I think. I think everybody's young. I'll say this: I am not one of these guys who cares about. People freak out when they turn forty, thirty-five. The key to life is enjoying the passage of time. I turn. Um, well, we're not in February yet, are we? I turned forty-five the end of next month. I welcome it. Get me to eighty. I'm good. Like you, let's let let's go. You'll be surprised to hear that I absolutely freaked out when I turned thirty. Why? I don't know. There was there was more things that I wanted to have accomplished by the time I was thirty. See, I, I I was so chill when I was thirty. When I turned thirty years old, I had never spoken on a radio on any level. I'd never been a guest on a radio show. I'd never stepped foot in New York City in my entire life. I'd never stepped foot in Los Angeles, California, in my entire life. I'd never covered. Did I cover? No, I haven't covered the NBA. At any point in my life. I mean, life's long, man. There's time for you to become the most social cat. You could be a social, what do they call it? Social Kathy? Is that my making that up? Uh, Chatty Kathy. <laughs> social butterfly, I believe, mm. is where you were headed. Chatty Kathy and social butterfly. You could be, why Chatty Kathy? Was there a Kathy who was so chatty that it forever made Chatty Kathy an expression? It might have been a doll. Really? Ooh, interesting. And our pulled butter- a string? Yeah. Are butterflies, like, very social? That one I can't help you with. Yeah, yeah, the pollen mix gets them high. Or maybe because you flutter just... around from friend to friend. Are the flowers the friends? Like a butterfly? If I were going to pick a human being, just a, of all the billions on Earth who are least like a butterfly, it would be D-Cell. Yeah, and Shaq. Shaq! <laughs> <laughs> oh, So, Tom, my point is, how old are you now, 31? Uh, 34. Thank you, though. Ooh, 34. You're calling me old? Um, <laughs> Seriously. Get out of here, man. I want to speed things up here, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Accomplish something besides great packs. <laughs> oh, no. And those are great, but slowly deteriorating, if we're, if we're being honest. All right. So my family tricked me. D's I hurt my feelings. But Bogus is still here. I still, I still got Andrew. I still got Andrew. Um, Joe Burrow, I, I love I love, I love, love Joe Burrow. I was rooting against him so hardcore in that game because personal connection to the Chiefs and my kids being Chiefs fans means I was, I was excited to see him do their thing. But Burrow encapsulated perfectly the smack talk that went on, including the Burrowhead stuff, in that rivalry and, and why it's part of the greatness of, of Bengals, Chiefs, and, and not a problem for it. So we're just going to let Burrow... Sort of get into this. You'll you'll hear from him 
on this topic. It's good stuff. We'll get it for you after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. By the way, revisiting something in D-Cell before we get to Joe Burrow and Burrowhead, but in connection to the Chiefs' win against the Bengals and that great rivalry that sends the Chiefs from that AFC Championship game to the Super Bowl. Uh, as you may know, dear listener, I lived in Kansas City for a long time. I worked at the Kansas City Star. Both of my children were born in that community. I, I wrote about the Chiefs a lot. I know a lot of the folks in that organization. And my kids, even though we live in L.A., have lived in L.A. and New York since since um, my son was basically one. We moved here when my son was one. My daughter was four. We moved to L.A. They're Chiefs fans, right? They root for the Chiefs. My, my parents still live in the area, et cetera, et cetera. So we were talking yesterday, Tom, about maybe going to the Super Bowl and how expensive it would be. Lori looked up tickets. I can give you an exact answer of how much they cost. That's great. I'm glad that she looked up tickets. So hit me. What do you got? Minimum crappy seats, 5000 a seat. Yikes. We are not going to the Super Bowl. Wow. I do have a contact. I've got a guy that I've kept in touch with who's basically the right-hand man of Clark Hunt, like his right-hand guy. But I don't know well enough to be like, can I have Super Bowl tickets? When are you saving this to use this contact? This sounds like a perfect time. Plus, like I said yesterday, playing the little dude card is awesome. Yeah, Pull out his I don't know strings. him that he, I don't know him that well. What's the worst he could say? Ignore I, you or I or text says him every no? two years, every year. Like, hey, nice. Every year, like, congrats on making basically the AFC Championship game of the Super Bowl. Great run. And I I'm assume not doing it. you get a response from him? Yeah. That's great. I'm I think you sending, should use this. I'm not sending Ryan a note. But if Ryan's driving around listening to the show, Ryan, I'm not sending your last name. But you've got my number. That's it. That's the ask. All right. Um, and as part of that, that Chiefs um, victory, it culminated a, a pretty fun rivalry between the, the Chiefs and the Bengals. You got Kansas City players getting mad at the mayor of Cincinnati. You got Bengals players naming Arrowhead Burrowhead because Joe Burrow had dominated the Chiefs of late, including that building. And you got some you know guys sort of felt that in bulletin board material. 
And I really enjoyed it. This is after the game Sunday night, post game, so you might not have seen it, might not might not have heard it. I just like Joe Burrow's perspective on, on the rivalry and some of that trash talk. I just think that's what makes football fun. You know, it's all love, and at the end of the day, they know the respect that we have for them. I know the respect that they, that they have for us. Uh, you know, it's, it's an intense, emotional game. Things like that are going to happen, but I think that's why the game is fun. That's it, man. Like I, I like the smack talk. I, I heard a really good interview that uh, Zach Gelb, my colleague here at CBS Sports Radio, did with Herm Edwards yesterday. And I always love hearing Herm because I, when Herm got fired by the Chiefs, I was actually working at the Kansas City Star, and I had to go stand outside of Herm's apartment and see if he would come home so I could get a comment. Oh, yeah, you just made a face. That was the job, bro. No? That sounds awkward. Man, he didn't show up. Plaza in the Kansas City, I was outside, just standing outside his apartment building, trying to get in. Nobody would let me in, so I just stood outside his front door, buzzing at his door. I don't think he was there. Sorry, Herm. But um, the point that Herm made was, like, everybody talks smack, right? That's part of the deal. And Herm made the point to, to Gelb, like, hey, man, you're talking to a guy who, who was a Muhammad Ali fan who played in the secondary, right? Like, I talked, like, a lot of you-know-what. A lot of smack. It's part of the game. And I love Burroughs, and Burroughs doing this under the cold ice bath shock that is that loss and that heartbreak and being so close for the Bengals and for Burrow to a second consecutive Super Bowl. Just missed out. Just missed out. And I don't think it's sour grapes. I don't think it's false pride. The main thing that makes the rivalry so great and so intense and why the, the, the Burrow head and the smack talk and, and Kelsey kind of giving it back so great is that this isn't a flash in the pan. These guys are going to see each other again and again and again, something Burrow hit on. We know the kind of team that they have, you know, the kind of quarterback that they have and the kind of coaches that they have. And we expect to be back there, and I think they do too. I mean, these guys are going to play each other, health-allowing Burrow Mahomes, right? Bengals Chiefs in the playoffs, in games that are significant, even on down years for either organization, which I don't think is going to happen often for the Chiefs. But whatever, any postseason matchup is going to be wildly charged. I mean, it could be two or five or six times in the next ten years. Tom? Is it already the best rivalry in the NFL? Yeah, you asked me. It's a great question. You asked me that this morning. So I know historical rivalries matter. And, and, and you know, if you're a Falcons fan, right, you're pointing to, to, to Atlanta versus New Orleans. I mean, you can go down sort of the list of, of those rivalries that are on that are like. I mean, Packers-Bears is historically a great rivalry. But there's no significance, as Aaron Rodgers likes to point out, between the Bears and the Packers. And there's not any significance right now between the Falcons and the Saints. I mean, there's just, there's just, there's just not. Chiefs, Chiefs Raiders is used to be a huge rivalry, right? But I think the Bengals are a bigger, bigger rival for, for the Chiefs right now. It's more emotionally charged than, than the Raiders. So I'm gonna go yes, unless you've got a. A, a pairing up your sleeve like some kind of NFL magician you want to throw at me. No, I think it is elevated that fast. The last two years, obviously playing in the AFC championship game with two stud quarterbacks. I just think there's, you know, there's, it, it's default the best one because I don't know what other rivalry there is right now. I know the historical ones, but right now. The best rivalries in sports tend to be forged through competition that matters and that gets ornery in games that are close. And the thing about the Bengals' three consecutive wins against the Chiefs until the AFC Championship game is I think every one of those games are by a field goal. I mean, you're talking and significant games, right? Earlier in the year, that was a really big testing game for each team at Arrowhead. 
and and the Bengals won at Arrowhead, right? And, and the Chiefs won. Or excuse me, the Bengals won. And then last year at Arrowhead in the AFC Championship game, which the Bengals also won. Obviously a huge, huge game. And then Sunday. Yeah, I think it's it's also the best rivalry because these quarterbacks are so young. And the ability for each of these teams, if they're well run enough, and I think they are, to continue to reinforce these teams. I mean, the Chiefs are missing three receivers, and even if their receivers were healthy, I think you're going to see the Chiefs take a receiver high in the draft. I mean, they're going to continue to add offensive firepower. They are. And the Bengals played really well, but their offensive line wasn't healthy enough and needs to be reinforced. These teams can be better, Tom. I mean, these teams, I think, are, are capable of, of being fine-tuned because they've got the hardest thing there is to find in, in football, and that's a top one and a top you know, two or three or four quarterback. Mahomes is the, is the best quarterback in, the, in, in football. By the way, can I just p- get my own flowers? I've been saying all year, Chiefs, 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 Chiefs. Chiefs. Remember? But I don't know, Chiefs. Are, Chiefs, the best. Mahomes. Rather than you. The name's not ironic today. All right, uh, Ty Dunn, our buddy, covers the NFL, has his own Substack. He's awesome. We're going to get into all of this with Ty next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 